This happened on February 14th, so Valentine's Day. Me and two of my friends had decided we would get a cheap hotel room and they would take some LSD to kick off the loneliest holiday ever. I've done it before, but I wasn't really in a good mindset to take it that night, so I just settled for a bottle of wine instead. Anyway, we weren't really familiar with that area of the hotel slash motel that we booked the room at, but it was really cheap and that's all that really mattered to us. It was around 3 in the morning and outside the door we could hear someone stumbling around and bumping into the walls. But it was Valentine's Day anyway, so we brushed it off as maybe just a drunk couple trying to get it on. The stumbling then stops right outside of our door and it just got really silent. My friends are like totally tripping at this point and I'm getting pretty drunk. That's when we then hear this woman that starts sobbing outside our door and I'm assuming that she sat down with her back right on our door because we then heard her slide down the wall and then collapse right on the other side of the door. The woman starts trying to speak to us through the cracks of the door outline, saying that she lost her dogs and was wondering if we could help her. Keep in mind, it was like 3am and we didn't know crap about that area, so common sense would say don't respond to her, so we didn't. The woman then proceeds to bang on the door saying that we stole her dogs and that she's going to come inside and freaking kill us. I also want to mention that all of us are girls. She was scratching and banging on the door for like 10 minutes straight, and then she just stopped. My friends were starting to have a really bad trip because of her, but when she stopped, I tried to reassure them that she was gone now and that they can go back to having a good time. To prove it to my friends, I had checked through the peephole. I was trying to verify that this woman was indeed gone now. I'm not joking. This crazy lady was trying to stare right back at me through the other side of the peephole. I watched her as she stepped back and then stood there, as still and solid as a literal concrete statue. The lady had her eyes right on the peephole, staring right back into my eye. I honestly doubt she could see me through the peephole, but I was making dead eye contact with her. The woman then proceeds to start screaming and literally throwing her body up against the door, which really thankfully woke up our neighbors and they called the front desk about it. The woman that was behind the front desk then tries to come and get the woman to leave. The woman did eventually leave, but she was going down the walkways of the hotel being really loud and not really leaving the property. She's still crying out for her lost dogs in the hotel hallway at 3am. It was pretty crazy. The cops get called on this woman and she somehow disappeared but never actually left the hotel. They started running around the halls to try and find her. The woman from the front desk had asked if I could give a better description or really any other information to the police. Now, me being an underage girl and totally drunk out of my mind, I tried to decline. But unfortunately for me, the cops just ended up coming to my door anyway. I really tried my best to act like an innocent little sober girl but I'm not really sure if they caught on or not. The cops told me that they never saw her leave and they then implied that she's still inside. So they just told me to keep an eye out for her and if I happen to see her, just call the front desk. The police stayed posted right outside the hotel for an extra 30 minutes. Then they left. So, as it turns out, this crazy woman was just on crack. But I mean still. Hearing this woman throw her body onto the door saying she was going to kill us was absolutely traumatizing for us. 
We left early that morning and we never went back. I want to give a big thank you to this woman for killing my friend's trips and my drunkness, as well as absolutely traumatizing us. Thank you for that. I'm really at a loss for what happened here, but it all seemed too weird to me. Maybe it's not connected at all, or maybe I was just being paranoid. I'll let you decide. My boyfriend and I had to go to Atlanta this weekend. We weren't in the heart of the city, but a little outside of it. We've been there many times before, and it's always been really safe for us. I think that we might have been a little too naive. We go to the hotel at about 7 p.m. My boyfriend wanted to take a shower, so I said that I would go to the McDonald's drive-thru. I went to McDonald's by myself at 8pm and I think I was back at about 8.15. The hotel we were staying at was one that was right next to a mall and a strip of restaurants slash shops, but somehow also still a little secluded as well. The front faces a really big empty lot and the back is a freight slash shipping place. When I was walking in, I had noticed two guys in the empty parking lot right across the street with no car in sight. Kinda weird, but I was already in the front door, so I wasn't too nervous. We were just eating and watching TV. At about 10pm, I heard an alarm. I had then said to my boyfriend, Someone must have gone out the emergency exit. He then looked outside and he then saw that it was our car alarm going off. The key to the car was on the side table the entire time, so there's no way that we accidentally pressed it. He said that he was going to go outside and turn it off since it wasn't working through the window. At the time, I didn't really think anything of it. Right when my boyfriend left, I had an overwhelming feeling of dread and so much anxiety. It had hit me like a train. I immediately got up, then locked the deadbolt. I started to laugh at myself when I was doing this, saying I was being too paranoid. I then went to look out the window to check if he turned it off and to see if he was on his way up so that I could get ready to unlock the deadbolt. When I looked outside, I had saw a guy in the empty parking lot, but only one this time. I then called my boyfriend on the phone and then said, Don't go outside, just click it from the lobby. There's someone in the empty parking lot. Be careful. He said that I was being paranoid, but he still went along with what I said for my peace of mind. All of a sudden, I then heard a light knock on the door. I thought it was my boyfriend, but I'm no idiot. I always look through the peephole, and I'm really glad I did. I looked through the door, and my heart sank. It was a man staring straight through the peephole like he was trying to look inside. That alone could have given me a freaking heart attack especially because it was a fisheye, so he looked really huge. The man had a really dark beard and he was wearing a sweatshirt with the hood on it. Obviously, I wasn't opening the door. I really wanted to call my boyfriend, but I didn't want the man to know I was in the room. I went into the bathroom, called my boyfriend, and I then said really softly, Someone's at the door. Please come back here. The knock started getting louder and louder. He didn't say anything though, maybe because it was late or maybe he was just drunk and had the wrong room, I'm not sure. There was then silence. I really wanted to know if he was still there but I dreaded the heart drop if I was going to see him in the peephole again. 
My legs were like lead walking over to the door. To my surprise, the man was actually gone now. Not even 10 seconds later, frantic knocking then made my heart drop yet again. But then I heard my boyfriend's voice and I didn't care if the guy was coming back. I wasn't going to lock him out. I opened the door and my boyfriend then said right when he turned into the hallway, before he could even say anything, the man then booked it right down the fire exit. Now, maybe the two things weren't even related at all, but it just seemed way too weird and eerie to me. We told the front desk the next morning what happened, but since it was all so odd and potentially not connected, we didn't call the cops about it. We eventually left and we made it safely home. Thank God. So, to that scary man in the fisheye peephole, I have no idea what you are trying to do, but I'm so happy I never found out. My name is Harvey and I'm from the United Kingdom. This experience happened to me about six years ago when I was 11 years old. It had all started when my parents and myself were staying at a hotel called Radisson Blue for five days, as this was part of our holiday to Disneyland Paris. We had stayed from the 17th until the 21st of July. However, this experience happened on the 18th. Me and my parents were sitting on a sofa along with my new friend and her mom. My friend's name was Paige, and she was a year older than me. Her mom and my parents had talked about general gossip, such as what to do, what we'd like to do in our spare time, and other things. Paige had showed me and my parents the photograph that she had got with Mickey Mouse, and I also showed mine to her and her mom. After that, I had asked my mom and dad if it was alright for the both of us to head outside to the garden area. Both of our parents agreed and we headed outside. I was about to pull the door when I then noticed a male staff member walking towards us. Paige had also turned in the same direction where both of us were really confused on why he walked up to us like that. The man looked to be at least in his early 20s and he had dark brown hair, blue eyes, and he wore a white shirt with a black tie. He also had a royal blue waistcoat, black trousers, and black shoes on. But aside from that, he was noticeably really tall and he had a slim build. The man had stopped right in front of us while he was drying some glass. The man then asked us in a rather flirty manner, Are you two having a good time here? We both said yes and were ready to go back to our business when suddenly the man got really close to us and totally invaded our personal space. He paused to think and then he just replied with that same manner. Well good. Me and Paige had just smiled politely and the man just walked away while continuing his work. Once we were outside, Paige had then said to me, that was really weird. She had then let out what sounded like a really nervous laugh. I mentioned to Paige that he could get into some trouble if he kept bothering us like that. She agreed with me and we decided to change the subject. We talked about how our vacation was going so far and how we were really enjoying going to the Disney parks and so on. We decided to loop back to make sure the creep was gone now. We had honestly thought that the whole thing was over, but we were wrong. That same guy was just standing at the window watching us. I thought that my mind was just playing tricks on me at first, but it wasn't. The man was just standing there with the most emotionless expression I'd ever seen. The man was just staring at us for what felt like several minutes. 
We had looked away, pretending not to notice him, but we had decided to look back, and he was still standing there, just staring at us. I had felt my fight-or-flight instinct then kick in, and I had enough at this point. So I then shouted, What? What are you looking at? The man just did this really creepy grin, and then he started slowly waving at us, before finally rushing away as if trying not to be caught. So to that really creepy hotel worker, I don't know if you're still working there, but I really hope you get fired for your really creepy behavior, and I just really hope to never see you again. My family and I had booked a family road trip out to Sandusky, Ohio to go to Cedar Point, which is the biggest roller coaster park in America. At the time, I was about 10 years old. It was my parents' older brother and older sister. We took the car out and we drove about 12 hours from New Hampshire. It was a long road trip, but I really loved the road trips, and it was a lot cheaper than flying. When we got there, we had pulled into a grocery store parking lot and our station wagon died. It was blazing hot in the summer, and we had to wait a few hours to get a tow truck, as well as a new rental car. When we finally got our rental, we had made our way to our hotel. I barely remember it, but I do remember that it was a small privately owned motel. It was one floor and our room was on the second floor with a stairway leading up. The door opened from the room directly onto the stairway and there was a glass paneled window door. The motel was kind of grungy and I don't think it had a pool that I remember. My parents had rented a one bedroom. My sister and I had shared the pool out while my brother had slept on the cot which was by the front door. I remember us making fun because the motel had dead bugs under the beds, and it was really dusty. Also, one of the ceiling bulb lights actually had about three inches of water floating inside of it. Just a very run-down, really cheap motel. We had went to bed at a pretty decent time that night, as we were really exhausted from the drive. Sometime in the late night, though, we were suddenly woken up by the sound of pounding on the front door. My mom came rushing out, followed by my father, both in their underwear, not really sure what was going on. We all sat up in our beds, just really unsure on what was happening. The door had one of those chain locks on it. My dad went and opened the door with the chain still locked on it, and thank God he did. I don't really remember hearing the words exchanged or what was even said, but the situation quickly escalated to where I could hear someone shouting on the other side of the door. My dad also became really aggressive and I remember seeing a man's hand actually come in through the open crack in the door. The man was trying to force his way into the room. My father started yelling and pushing on the door to try and force the man out as he was trying to break into our hotel room while yielding a knife. My mom quickly ran up to the door and started holding the door and pushing the man back along with my father. And eventually, they were able to get the man's arm out of the door and then get the door shut. My brother and I were shaking while my sister was crying. My mom got on the phone trying to dial to the front desk, but there was no one there to answer. She then dialed the police and they then arrived shortly after. The man had apparently taken off running into the adjacent cornfield where he was later found drunk and with a knife, but he did get apprehended by the police. As it turns out, the man had some private issues with the owner of the motel and I guess us staying on the only second story room, he thought it was the manager's living quarters, and I guess he thought the owner was in the room. 
We didn't end up sleeping for the rest of that night, but thankfully no one got hurt. We packed our stuff at first light and we hightailed it out of there the next morning, but not before my father went to the front office and then had some words with the owner. We actually found out that the man who owned the place also had his own children as housekeepers there, which explained the rundown look and dirty room. Even to this day, every member of my family still remembers this really scary night, and I don't think we'll ever forget it. When I was 19 years old, I had worked as a receptionist in a less than savory hotel. I also encountered a very creepy guest. During the winter season, the staff numbers were reduced significantly. So on this night in question, it was only me and the barman on the floor above in the hotel. I checked in an older gentleman named Mr. White, who was probably in his early 50s. Everything seemed normal except for the fact that he would always stare at me a lot. I put this down to him just being a regular pervy old guy. You know, the type that likes to stare at all of the young female receptionists. At around 10pm, Mr. White returned to the front desk and he complained that there was a stain in his bed. He went on to say how it resembled feces. I mean, obviously this was a really big problem, but due to some maintenance work that was going on at the time, half the hotel was shut, so I couldn't move his room. So I said I'd go up and change the bed myself if he wanted to wait in the bar with a drink, which was complimentary by the way. Mr. White refused and said that he wanted to make sure I wouldn't take anything from his room, so he said he would follow me. I collected some fresh linen and then met him in his room, which was at the very back of the hotel on the top floor. It then occurred to me that Mr. White was wearing some really strange clothes. He had on some trousers but bare feet and a zip-up jumper but no shirt underneath it. He complained for about a minute that he slept naked, and so he was really annoyed when he got up out of bed to go to the bathroom and then saw the stain in his bed. He said it was left by the cleaners, but personally, I think he made it himself. I went to put the light on when I arrived, but he just refused. He said instead to just put the bedside lamp on, and then drew the curtains. I began to strip the bed as quickly as possible, and I got really bad vibes from him. The entire time, he was just watching me. He then began asking questions like, How many people work here? And, where are the other members of the staff? I lied, and I said that there were lots of staff, but usually they're working inside the rooms doing deep cleans, so the guests didn't really see them. Mr. White then said that he hoped no one saw me coming into his room, as he didn't want people to think something inappropriate was happening. I replied back with, There's nothing inappropriate, I'm just working. The question started to really freak me out, and it then occurred to me that I didn't even tell the barman that I was going to his room. That's when I got that very sick feeling in my stomach when you just know you've made a really bad decision. Mr. White then asked me, so, what would happen if I attacked you right now? No one would know you're here, and I'm much larger than you. Right at that moment, I stopped what I was doing, looked him right in the face, and then said, We don't need to worry about that because you're not going to do anything, are you? In that moment, though, I felt genuinely very scared. I was a 4'11", 90-pound girl that stood in a man's room with no one else around if something were to go wrong. I then decided that the best course of action would be to lie, 
So I pointed to a device that was clipped to my blouse and I told him that it was a monitor and that whenever I entered a guest room it tracked my location and also recorded conversations as a safety device. In reality though, it was simply just a buzzer that would vibrate whenever someone pressed the front desk buzzer. But he seemed to be genuinely convinced by this because he then asked me if he was being recorded now. I told him that it was being linked through to one of my colleagues who was actively listening in. All of this was said in a very polite way, but I made absolutely sure to look him in the eye as I did it, while also maneuvering myself towards the door. At one point though, he actually tried to come closer to me and actually position himself between me and the door, but I was able to make it out as I needed to get to the other side of the bed and I then pushed past him. Right at that point, I then had a buzzer come through, so I made my excuse to leave and then I went back to the front desk. I stayed there until 11 when the next receptionist then took over. I never saw Mr. White again after that, but his whole demeanor just really freaked me out. I don't really know if he ever had any intentions to actually try anything with me, but as a lot of others have said, I'm just glad I didn't find out. <laughs>